the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Joseph chose to forgive his brothers and to be gracious to them. Joseph dealt with his brothers the same way God deals with us when we sin. God seeks forgiveness with us. He seeks reconciliation with us. And God is gracious to us when we sin. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are commanded by Jesus to forgive and to show grace to those who sin against us. There is no way I can forgive them for that. Have you ever said that? It's hard to forgive, especially when we can't forget the pain it caused us. Today, Pastor Dan shares about how Joseph not only forgave his brothers, but showed grace and mercy toward them as well. This is something Jesus commands you to do. And yes, there are still consequences for sinful behavior, and you won't forget how you were wronged. But Pastor Dan shares that just as Jesus forgave those who wronged him, you are to forgive. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 45 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Genesis 45, beginning in verse 1. Then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. And he cried out, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. And he wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him for they were dismayed in his presence. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I am Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he was made and he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me. Do not tarry. Do not delay. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near to me, you and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds and all that you have. There I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there are still five years of famine. And behold, your eyes and the eyes of my brother Benjamin see that it is my mouth that speaks to you. 
And so you shall tell my father of all my glory in Egypt, of all that you have seen. You shall hurry and bring my father down here. And then he fell on his brother Benjamin's neck and wept. And Benjamin wept on his neck. And moreover, he kissed all his brothers and wept over them. And after that, his brothers talked with him. Now the report of it was heard in Pharaoh's house, saying, Joseph's brothers have come. So it pleased Pharaoh and his servants well. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, say to your brothers, do this. Load your animals and depart. Go to the land of Canaan. Bring your father and your households and come to me. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt. And you will eat the fat of the land. Now you are commanded, do this. Take carts out of the land of Egypt for your little ones and your wives and bring your father and come. Also, do not be concerned about your goods for the best of all the land of Egypt is yours. And then the sons of Israel did so. And Joseph gave them carts according to the command of Pharaoh and he gave them provisions for the journey. And he gave to all of them, to each man, changes of garments. But to Benjamin, he gave 300 pieces of silver and five changes of garments. And he sent to his father these things, 10 donkeys loaded with good, the good things of Egypt and 10 female donkeys loaded with grain, bread and food for his father for the journey. And so he sent his brothers away and they departed. And he said to them, see that you do not become troubled along the way. Then they went up out of Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to Jacob, their father. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive, and he is governor over all the land of Egypt. And Jacob's heart stood still, because he did not believe them. But when they told him all the words which Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts which Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of Jacob, their father, revived. And then Israel said, notice he's called called Israel now, it is enough. Joseph, my son, is still alive, and I will go and see him before I die. And Lord, we thank you for your word today. Lord, we pray that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher. We ask, Lord, that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. I pray, Lord, that your spirit would empower me and strengthen me to teach your word this morning. And Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So Joseph's brothers have have clearly changed. Uh, Joseph's brothers have repented of their sin of selling Joseph into slavery in Egypt. Uh, They show concern for the emotional health of their father, something they were not concerned about at the time that they sold Joseph. They show concern for the welfare of their brother Benjamin. Again, concern they didn't have for Joseph. And now in chapter 45, we have Joseph's response to his, his brothers. You know, Joseph could have responded to his brothers several different ways. He, he could have thrown them into prison. Uh, he could have sold them into slavery, given them a taste of their own medicine. Uh, Joseph could have refused to help them and just send them, sent them away empty-handed for the way that they treated him. Uh, There were several ways Joseph could have dealt with his brothers that would have been justified, but Joseph chose to forgive his brothers and to be gracious to them. Joseph dealt with his brothers the same way God deals with us when we sin. God seeks forgiveness with us. He seeks reconciliation with us. And God is gracious to us when we sin. As followers of Jesus Christ, we are commanded by Jesus 
to forgive and to show grace to those who sin against us. Jesus said, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you, pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be sons of your father in heaven. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, it says, be kind to each other, tender hearted, forgiving one another, just as God through Christ has forgiven you. We're called to love, called to love our enemies, bless those who curse us, do good to those who hate us. Uh, we're, we're called to forgive one another, whether that person deserves forgiveness or not. Why? Because God has forgiven us through Jesus Christ. We are recipients of God's forgiveness. We're recipients of God's grace. And we're to treat others the same way that God has has treated us. Now, you know this. We live in a culture that is pretty unforgiving right now and pretty unloving. But we, as followers of Jesus Christ, we are called to be different from the culture. Joseph shows his brother's forgiveness and grace, undeserved kindness here. Again, look at verse 1. It says, Then Joseph could not restrain himself, his emotions, before all those who stood by him. And he cried out. He's speaking in Egyptian here. Make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brother. So Joseph clears the room of all of his servants so that it was only himself and his brothers alone in the room when he made himself known to his brothers. Now, why did jo- Joseph do this? Why did he make everyone leave? Well, for one, he was about to become very emotional. And, and he didn't want to become emotional in front of his servants and his staff. And so he sends them out of the room. But, but let me give you another reason. Joseph sent everyone out of the room so he could deal with his brothers and their sin privately. You know, genuine forgiveness doesn't parade other people's sins. It doesn't, doesn't air their dirty laundry for all to see. In 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8, it says, listen, love covers a multitude of sins. Love covers sin. Love doesn't publicize a person's sins. Love doesn't seek to publicly embarrass or shame a person for the wrongs they've done. Jesus, Jesus doesn't make a public spectacle of our sins. Aren't you glad for that? Aren't you glad that Jesus doesn't make your sin public, that he doesn't have like a website, right, with your picture and what you've done this morning already on a Sunday while you're going to church? The Bible says instead he has blotted out our sins, having nailed them to the cross. The record of our sin is, is gone. The Bible says he remembers our sins no more. He forgives and then he forgets and he never brings it up again. He doesn't seek to embarrass us or shame us for our sins. Verse 2 says that Joseph wept aloud and the Egyptians and the house of Pharaoh heard it. So apparently Joseph's palace was right next door to Pharaoh's palace so that those in the house of Pharaoh heard Joseph weeping next door. Then Joseph said to his brothers, now he speaks in Hebrew. For the first time in front of his brothers, he speaks to them in Hebrew. And he says, I am Joseph. Does my father still live? But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed 
in his presence. The, the brothers were dismayed. They were terrified is what that means. And they're speechless at the revelation of, of Joseph. Understandably. I mean, the brothers sold Joseph into slavery more than 20 years before. They never thought they'd see him again. And certainly not as the second most powerful man in all of Egypt and arguably in all of the world. And so I'm sure they were terrified. I'm sure they thought, he's, he's going to kill us. He's going to put us to death. We're going to die for what we did. Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, he'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. Look at what Joseph says in verse 4. And Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. Man, that's beautiful. You should underline that in your Bible. Please come near to me. So they came near. Then he said, I'm I'm Joseph, your brother, whom you sold into Egypt. Joseph tells his brothers to draw near to him. Come close to me. He's seeking. Listen, he is seeking to comfort and assure his brothers. Genuine forgiveness wants to set people who've wronged you at ease. Set their minds at ease that you don't hold it against them. If, If you desire to make that person squirm, a bit, well, then you haven't really forgiven them. You're trying to punish them for what they've done. Genuine forgiveness wants to comfort, wants to reassure them that all is forgiven, wants to put their mind at ease. Again, Jesus reassures us that we're forgiven. You know, the one thing that Jesus asked us to do as his disciples in remembrance of him is to take communion and remember his death on the cross for our sins that provides our, our forgiveness. That's the one thing he's asked us to remember. It's his sacrifice for us on the cross. Above everything else. And just as Joseph said to his brothers, please come near to me. Jesus encourages us to draw near to him. Especially when we sin. So that he can comfort us and reassure us. You know, in Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22. It says, listen, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings for our guilty hearts have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. Hebrews says we can draw near to God with full assurance, knowing that our guilty hearts have been made clean by the blood of Jesus Christ. Isn't that great to know that he invites us to come to him, to come close to him, to draw near to him, that he wants us to be certain He wants us to be reassured that all of our sins are completely forgiven. Verse 5 says, But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. Now, we should be grieved over our sin. We should be um, grieved and angry in a sense because of our, our sin. That's a good thing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 10 says, Godly sorrow produces 
repentance. There's just godly sorrow. You know, grieve, disappointment. It, it results in repentance. Again, that's a good thing. Now look at verse 5 again. He says, But now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. Look what it says. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For these two years, the famine has been in the land, and there are still five years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvesting. So they're not even trying to grow stuff. And God sent me before you to preserve a posterity, a remnant for you in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So now look what it says. It was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. God, Joseph could see the sovereignty of God over his life. Again, look at verse five. God sent me before you to preserve life. Verse seven. God sent me before you to preserve a posterity for you in the earth. Verse eight. It was not you who sent me here, but God. It it wasn't you. This was God's doing. This was God's plan. To put me in this position to save lives. In Genesis chapter 50, verse 20, Joseph will say to his brothers, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Joseph's brothers believed by selling Joseph into Egypt, they would defeat his dreams. Remember the dream of them bowing down? And they thought, if we sell him into slavery, that'll be the end of his dream. But that's, what's, that's what God used to accomplish his dream. And Joseph could see God's sovereign purpose in all that happened to him. You know, in Romans chapter 8, verse 28, it says, And we know, listen, we know, something we know, that all things work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. It says all things work together for good. It doesn't say except for the really terrible things that happen to you. No, all things work together for good in the life of the believer. And whatever you may be going through or whatever you may go through in the future, I want to encourage you to to look for God's purpose in it. Because the promise of Scripture is he works all things together for good in the life of the believer. And so we should look for the good, look for the purpose. We We should pray, Lord, what's the good you're doing in me? Through this, what's what's your purpose in this for me? What are you you doing? I know know that you're working it all together for good. So, Lord, show me the the good here. Now, it is worth noting a couple things that you should jot down. First of all, God was working this plan in Joseph's life for over 20 years. God was orchestrating things in Joseph's life for over 20 years to put him in a position to save His family. Now, for most of us, we don't think past next week. But God is looking decades into the future in your life and my life. The the things that God is doing now in our lives might be preparing us for something two decades away, 20 years from now. And it may be years before we understand why or we start to see all of the pieces come together and we can say, 
okay, now I see the good. Now I see what you were doing. Second thing we should note, God used contention with Joseph's family and affliction to put Joseph in this position to save his family. God will often use conflict. God will often use affliction in our lives to accomplish his will. James chapter 1 says we should count it all joy when we face various trials. Not, Not because we enjoy going through trials, but because God will use trials to get us to the place he wants us, just as he does in Joseph's life. And Joseph could say to his brothers, it wasn't you who sent me to Egypt. God sent me before you. I I can see God's hand in this. In Psalm 34, verse 19, it says, many are the affliction of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them all. We go through conflict. We go through affliction. We go through trials and difficulty, but God will deliver us out of those things. And God will use those things to bring us where he wants us to be, to put us in the position that he wants us in so that he can accomplish his will. And Joseph sees it's much bigger than him, right? It's much bigger than him. God's doing a much greater thing in his life. So it goes on in verse 8. So now it was not you who sent me here, but God, and he has made me a father to Pharaoh And Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt, hurry and go up to my father and say to him, thus says your son, Joseph, God has made me Lord of all of Egypt. Come down to me and do not tarry. You shall dwell in the land of Goshen. You should underline Goshen there. And you shall be near to me, you and your children, your children's children, your flocks and your herds and all that you have there I will provide for you, lest you and your household and all that you have come to poverty, for there is still five years of famine. Just like Joseph, our Lord Jesus Christ has been exalted to the place of highest honor and power in heaven. Joseph was exalted in Egypt. Jesus has been exalted in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And just like Joseph, Jesus desires that those that belong to him, that are part of his family by faith, should be with him where he is. John seventeen twenty four. Jesus said, Father, I desire that they also whom you gave me may be with me where I am, that they may behold my glory, which you have given me, for you loved me before the foundation of the world. Jesus desires that we may be with him where he is. Just as Joseph says, go get your families, bring them back, live with me. I'll provide for you. Jesus desires that we may be with him where he is. John 14, Jesus said, And if I go and prepare a place for you in heaven, I will come again and receive you to myself. Why? That where I am, there you may be also. His desire is for us to dwell with him. If you haven't put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, his desire is to forgive you of your sins. And to have you dwell with him forever. That's his heart towards you. And notice, Joseph wants his family to dwell in the land of Goshen, which is on the eastern side of the Nile River Delta. It's closest to the land of Canaan. But here's the thing about Goshen. Goshen was the best land in all of Egypt. The best land. The most productive land. 
Joseph wants to give his family the best. He asked me how I know, and I say, brings truer than the finest crystal. You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Genesis. Although some might view Genesis simply as a historical account of genealogies, the undercurrent throughout this book entails a broader understanding of God's nature toward His people. You're introduced to God's care and concern for His creation, how sin stained what God had created, and what God intended to do to atone for the sin that overshadowed the world altogether. God's plan included a Savior that would envelop His creation in love and sacrifice that might seem incomprehensible to the average person. But God's ways are higher than anything that we as humans can understand. Yet He chose to come to our level anyway. That's a Creator God who's invested for the long haul. If anything about today's message has struck a chord with you, we'd like to talk with you. Please give us a call at 410-491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. You can also send us an email through our website, calvaryec.com. If you're not connected yet with a local church, we highly encourage you to find a church home that will help guide and support you in your growing faith. Thanks so much for joining us today. Pastor Dan will have more to share from the book of Genesis next time, right here on Ring of Truth. Recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know his voice, and it only takes willingness and a conscious choice. You need not guess there's a ring of truth that is unmistakable, and knowing that you cannot find alone. And if you listen carefully, and sometimes even if you General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.